Brought to you by North Memorial Health, where customers are treated like family. That means a big smile when you walk in the door and making sure your visit is as pleasant as possible. Just like your family treats you, find your health family at northmemorial.com slash family. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. I always enjoy bringing you the latest. This is The Scoop. The scoop. It's The Scoop with Doogie. And away we go. It is Scoop Podcast episode 259. We began this bad boy April 2016. We've been going ever since. They have not told us to shut our mouth to stop doing this, so we keep going. And there is no better month in the calendar than October to do a sports podcast because this is the only month where we get Major League Baseball games, NFL games, NHL games, and NBA games. Let's begin this episode with a Hall of Famer. He played for the Twins in 2010. In fact, he played on the last Twins team to have a playoff game at Target Field. He now does phenomenal work for MLB Network, as nice a guy as there is on the planet. MLB Network, by the way, has exclusive TV coverage of Game 1, Twins-Yankees. First pitch Friday night, 6.07 Central. Jim will be on MLB Network throughout the postseason. Let's now bring into the conversation... Jim Tomey. Jim, I appreciate your time. It is a 13-game playoff losing streak for the Twins. In fact, you were part of three of those losses. It's been nearly 5,500 days since the Twins have won a playoff game. Now, I think a lot of us believe the Twins are going to win a game. The Yankees are not sweeping this divisional series. The Twins are going to win a game. But I think a lot of us think, okay, the Yankees, maybe they're not a heavy favorite, but they're a favorite for a reason. But You, I saw you, Jim, earlier in the week on MLB Network. You not only are picking the Twins to beat the Yankees, you are picking the Twins to win the American League. You have the Twins in the World Series. I guess explain to us why you think the Twins can win the American League. Well, I think for several reasons. I think there's been a lot of great things happening in Minnesota this year. I think when you look at the overall, you know, well, I mean, you could start with the offense. I mean, obviously, they hit 307 home runs, and it's been a year of the home runs. And not only do they have power, but they have unbelievable athletes, you know, that can run and can do, I mean, a lot of really good things. I think when you do look at the Twins, I think the one thing you have to look at is they're starting pitching. How will, you know, that hold up? And, you know, let, let's go back to the series when the Yankees came to Minnesota and, and those three or four games, whatever it was. I sat there and watched the game one night. It's the night that Hicks made the diving catch. But mm-hmm. That was one of the best games. And that proved to me, watching the Twins, that they're ready to play the big teams. Uh, you know, I love their ball club. I love the city. I think. Uh, that's well documented. I mean, I love Minneapolis, and I hope, you know, I hope this is the year that they can, you know, they can make a deep playoff run and, and, and you know, hopefully get to the World Series. You're right about the lineup, although no Byron Buxton. C.J. Crone is dealing with a sore wrist. Nelson Cruz yep. has some issues. Max Kepler has some issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess this time of the year, Jim, 
a lot of guys are dealing with things and you just you play yeah. through. But is there any pause because we know Buxton for sure is out and the Twins have some other guys that are banged up, including Louis Arise. I mean, as we're sitting here and taping this, Jim, you know, the Twins don't need to have their, their divisional series roster mm. handed in until Friday morning, but Arise has an ankle sprain. So we don't even know on Arise, although if Paxton goes game one for the Yankees, I guess it might make some sense for Jonathan Scope the righty bat to start at second base. Yeah. But we don't know if Arise will even play in this series. So, you know, does that offer you any pause with the Twins dealing with some injuries? It does not. I think other teams have similar issues. I think, you know, at the end of the day, I think the way that Baldelli has handled that offense and he's played different guys, he's, you know, I came in the middle of the summer and, I mean, I, during the Maurer celebration, and I watched C.J. Crone. I think C.J. hit second one night, and he hit six. And I think Baldelli has done a great job at kind of maneuvering that lineup and playing different guys for situations like this, where if something happens, uh, you know, they have that to cover themselves. You know, and let's face it, I mean, Buxton is a huge, huge part of, of that club, and to have him out, you know, it is big, but it says a lot, too, about the organization. It says a lot about, you know, guys picking each other up. And just think of this. Think how much more deadly they would be uh, having him in that lineup and adding that athleticism uh, to already a great lineup. So, you know, I like I like this kid. Uh, it's the new kid, Do- Dobnak. Yeah, Randy Dobnak, like yeah. Got- yeah, yeah, I like I like his stuff. I like he's kind of that guy that goes into postseason for me that not a lot of people know, but you watch his delivery, you watch his stuff coming out of his hand, and and it, it plays. Uh, older Rizzi, I think, is a guy that's going to throw strikes. I, I like the twin bullpen; they got some good arms, you know. And and look, you know, they're young, they're hungry, man. That's that's what it's all about. How do you view Odorizzi being the ultimate fly ball pitcher? Would you save him? If you were Baldelli, would you save Odorizzi for game three target field, not pitch him in that band box in the Bronx? Oh, that's, that's tough. I, I don't like saving good pitchers because of the ballpark, because of difference. And my, my feeling is good pitchers are good pitchers. Uh, I, I get your point. I mean, yes, Yankee Stadium, especially the right field. Uh, you know, is a park that guys are hitting home runs, and you know, and the way the ball's flying this year, I mean, yeah, it's a valid, it's a valid point. I just, I think having older is he you know, wait two games, you know, is is could be a little questionable, but we'll see. That that'll be interesting in the direction they go. I mean, they they've got some they've got some talented guys, and it'll be this is going to be a really this is going to be an offensive shootout that I, I think they are going to score a lot of runs, and it's going to be exciting. And I guess that's why I picked them. They're athletic, they're hungry, and they're young enough, but yet veteran enough that I feel like they can make a great run. Did the Twins get the more favorable matchup? It was actually a debate here, Jim. You know, I mean, we knew for a while the Twins would make the playoffs. So, I mean, mid-August, late August, throughout September, there was a healthy debate here in the Twin Cities who is the more favorable matchup for the Twins, the Astros or the Yankees? I was always in the Yankees' boat, even though Verlander is the 
pitcher that gives up as many home runs as anybody. It's oftentimes solo home runs. I mean, to me, Verlander, Cole, Granke, my thought process was let Oakland or Tampa find a way, maybe find a way to eliminate the Astros. If you're the Twins, you just don't want to see the Astros in the first round. I mean, where did you fall on that? Do you feel like New York is a more favorable matchup? This is the way I look at it. Instead of the Twins worrying about those two teams, my opinion I think those two teams are worried about the Twins in a mm. short series myself. I think of all the reasons I've just explained, I think, you know, we, baseball, has to give Minnesota a lot of credit. You don't do what they've done, and it just, you know, you can't say, oh, it was the division, or it's baseball. And for me, if, I'm, if I was the Astros or now the Yankees, I mean, playing the Twins in a five-game series, you know, look, look, anything can happen in baseball. And uh, look to, to achieve and accomplish the ultimate goal, which we all want to, you got to play them all anyway. And that's, that's where, to me, they're hungry young enough that they could, they could put the pressure on the Yankees or if they play Houston, where, look, look, taking those teams are great, but, I, you know, the Twins are really good, too. So... You know, let's credit them and let's credit that great organization for how they built this team. From one big-time slugger to another, Jim, how much do you admire Nelson Cruz doing what he's able to do at 39 years old? Uh, A lot. I think when I hit 39, you know, your body reacts different, especially when then when you get 40. Uh, You know, I I have a lot of respect. I think he's – He's a guy that's from afar. It looks like he's been a great leader. He's posted up. He's got big hits. And those young guys are really kind of, you know, looking looking at him like he, you know, like a like a true leader. I know I know the city has embraced him as as they should. And uh, you know, I hope he has a great postseason. If he has a great postseason, you know, the Twins will do well. But you know, the one thing, and, and, and we talk about this at the network, the middle-of-the-order guys, you know, they'll get their hits, but it's those, it's those guys like Mitch Garver, uh, the Scope, C.J. Crone, to me, they're going to be the ones that get those big, big hits in those moments where, you know, where I think people look at the big boys but then, you know, if, if they can get some big hits, I look again. I look for the Twins to make that great run, as I as I said. What stands out when you analyze the Yankees? I mean, you touched on watching the games, the Twins-Yankees games from a handful of weeks ago at Target Field. You mentioned the Aaron Hicks catch. He is he is now out for New York. You know, John Carlos Stanton didn't play in that series. He is now back. But I guess when I bring up the Yankees, what, what comes to your mind? Well, I think I think the first thing that stands out is obviously their offense, that ballpark, uh, the way they hit in that park. But let's not forget what Cashman's done with the relievers. Uh, you know, he's built a very good bullpen, and and you know what, uh, bullpen nowadays in postseason plays an integral part. I think you know they're you know from the fourth, fifth inning on now. You know, managers are going to the pen. And, you know, back in the 90s, when we were in the 90s, your starting pitcher went 6-7. If he could get to 8, great. But, you know, it's, the bullpens are used a little bit differently now, obviously. Some get, some teams go with the opener. Some some teams will throw a guy three innings. And then, 
but but I think that's where the Yankees could be uh, could be hard to handle because they do have a really really good bullpen with with some good starters. But I think the Twins' off offense will override that, as we've seen in that series when they came to a Target Field and they were going back and forth. Jim, what is the October stage like? I mean, you've played in many playoff games. You've played in the Bronx against the Yankees. I mean, I'm just thinking about, you know, guys like, speaking of the bullpen, Tyler Duffy, Trevor May. I mean, the Twins have guys that have never been on this stage. I mean, what's that stage like, especially on the biggest possible stage, Yankee Stadium? Yeah. It's, you got to start somewhere. Uh, You know, that's, I would say the biggest part of the postseason that you learn is to slow the game down. How can you, you're going to have anxiety, you're going to have ultimate adrenaline at times where how can you control your body, control your, and for me it was my breathing. I always felt in big moments as a young guy when I first went to postseason, I wanted to get every big hit. I wanted to, you, you want to be the hero. You want to do for your organization, for your family, for your fans. And I think it takes time, but also if, you know, that youth also, also plays big because youth typically is healthy, you know, and these guys are talented. They've got great arms. Uh, and they're, look, they've been in these moments, maybe not postseason, but try to eliminate that it's October and maybe dial your your thoughts into saying, okay, I'm in July, I'm in August, and I'm on hard to do. But if you can if you can monitor that and control, you know, the little the things that are going to arise during the uh, during these games, control everything and try to try to slow the game down the best you can. Easier said than done, but it, but over my career. I've seen it get a little easier and easier as the time went on when you had that experience. I'll let you go after a couple more, Jim. Is it hard to believe that Monday Game 3 Twins-Yankees at Target Field will be the first playoff game at Target Field since your team, the 2010 Twins, lost to the Yankees in Game 2? You know, it is, and I, I say that meaning because of how great that organization is. I think they've been so consistent for many years through the front office through the fan base it's it's as i spoke earlier i mean you know october baseball should be in minnesota it should be cold it should be low clouds it should be <laughs> you know like that home field advantage i remember like like in cleveland when we were in the 90s and it would get as october would go on we had that little advantage of the cold weather, and I see that the same in Minneapolis, you know, and it, it does surprise me. It's been a long time, but now is their time. They're, they've got a wonderful team. They're, as I said, they're athletic, and they, got, they just play the game right, and baseball knows that. I'm sure a couple of those Indians teams, was it 95 and 97, Jim, that you were one win away from winning the World Series? Is that right? We were two in '95 and one in '97. Yes, sir. Okay, so I'm sure those two years, those two seasons, eat at you the most. But does 2010 eat at you at all? I mean, I'm just thinking if Justin Morneau doesn't get hurt, I do wonder if you guys had a team in 2010 that could have won the whole darn thing. 
You know, yeah, yeah. And then you look at Nathan, too. I mean, that was the year, correct, that Nathan Nathan got hurt, right? That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that yes. was the year with more. No, but, but, but what we did is we covered ourselves on the bench uh, with great players coming off the bench, and they built that team. So if things like that happen, then, yeah, we, we think about it all the time. I mean, what a talented, talented lineup we had. Even our bench guys, when we had guys not playing, I mean, those were some talented guys that could, that could have played anywhere every day in baseball. Uh, and it really, you know, it was, it was unfortunate, you know, because we felt, we felt going into that postseason that we had a chance to make a great run, and it didn't happen. And, you know, that's, that's one thing. Nothing's guaranteed this time of year. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it right now, Jim. It was. It was Joe Nathan. It was in March. So you knew that you didn't have Joe for the entire season. Then yeah. you lost Morneau during the season. But, Can yeah, I mean, I guess we could bring that up. Morneau and Nathan to that lineup and, and, and having – having an opportunity with those two guys to make a run like we did. You, you know, would have nice. had, we yeah, Jim, you would have had a great chance. I mean, think about it. You had home field advantage against the Yankees there. You had it lined up, right? Yeah. Liriano started game one for you guys. I mean, it was set up for you guys to make a serious run that year. Absolutely. Yeah, and we were, the one thing I remember about that club is we were all brothers. We were all, I mean, what a great group of guys. And we were pulling on that same rope uh, from day one in spring training till day in, you know, that we got the, we were, you know, that's what made personally my memories there so great is, you know, we just had such great teammates that that you knew every day were pulling for you and, and on that rope. One more thing just hit me quickly. Does it surprise you that Brett Gardner is still going? Wasn't Brett Gardner in the lineup for the Yankees back in 2010? Yeah. He was. You know, it says a lot about him, you know, taking care of himself, that he's, you know, he's played a long time, and he's played a long time in New York. That's even more impressive. You know, that's, you know, like being a New York Yankee and having that long of a tenure, that's that's, uh, that's really impressive. And, you know, he – He's a good player, so that 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 all falls in there, uh, you know, with how good and how impressive his career's been. A Hall of Fame player and a Hall of Fame person, Jim Tomey. Thank you for doing this, guys. Thank you, and uh, good luck. And I know I know Twin fans are really excited about all this. Enjoy, and uh, you know, just enjoy the ride. It's going to be fun. Hopefully, fun with minimal heartbreaks. North Memorial Health has over 400 care providers. That's right, more than 400 care providers and more than 6,000 team members that are dedicated to keeping you healthy. North Memorial Health is proud to partner with the Minnesota Vikings as they work to make Minnesota the healthiest in the league. They're more than a team at North Memorial Health. They're your family. At North Memorial Health, customers are treated like family. Your health family is more than a tagline. It's a commitment to delivering unmatched customer service. That means a big smile when you walk in the door. That means making sure your visit is as pleasant as possible. It means asking, what else can we do for you? North Memorial Health will treat you like family in a good way. The people at North Memorial Health will team up with you to help you achieve your best health. So step up your health care game today and find your health family at northmemorial.com slash family. 
Once again, that's northmemorial.com slash family. Unfortunately, somebody who knows some heartbreak while wearing a Twins uniform in the postseason is our next guest. It is Tory Hunter. We go from one Hall of Famer to another. Tory is in the Twins Hall of Fame. He's a special assistant. He helped broadcast games last year. He's still incredibly close with a number of players, including Byron Buxton. He was teammates with a handful of these guys when he played for the Twins a few years ago. So he's paying close attention. Let's get some analysis from Tory Hunter on Twins and Yankees. T-Nuts, always love catching up with you, especially on the podcast. In the intro, I was saying that you are close with a handful of guys. But then I started to think, like, how many of these guys, I'm trying to think back to, to 2015, like, Kepler, Rosario, Boxton, Sano, Barrios. Is, is that about it of, of this collection of twins that you have a close relationship with? Polanco. Uh, Polanco, yes. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, yeah, there's a couple guys on there that I have. Some of the guys were acquired later, and some of the guys were still in A-ball when they, they got to the big leagues. Uh, I saw Arias, man, play when he was in A-ball, and that was in 2016 and 17. Um, and uh, so, I, I, I mean, I, I love the way he played the game. I love the way he had a bat, another pitch at bats and eight ball, and the guy was hitting over 300. Uh, so I, I kind of figured this guy's going to get to the big leagues and, and get 3,000 hits if he played every day. Wait, how so many I just, hits? I, I, if he play every day and he play, you know, 15 years, this guy's going to get 3,000 hits. Well, you know, Terry Francona, T-Nuts, is on the record saying, the Indians manager, that he thinks Arise one day will win a batting title. So I guess, yeah, if he plays every day for 15, 16, 17 years, I guess, based on that, I guess maybe yeah. he would have a shot. Who knows? He'll get, he'll get uh, 3,000 hits. No, no doubt about it. If he played every day and you, you let him know that he's going to play every day and he stays healthy, the key is to stay healthy. This guy will hit 3,000 hit 3, hits. Well, he's not healthy now. They'll take this thing until Friday morning. They don't need to hand in the roster for the divisional series until Friday morning. So we don't know as we sit here on Wednesday afternoon whether Louis Arise will be able to play Friday, Saturday, Monday. Hopefully, well, hopefully the series is over Monday. Twins win 3-0. Yeah. But if there's a game four, if there's a game five. But let's let's frame it this way, Tori. If, if Arise is not on the divisional series roster, how much will the Twins miss him? They're going to miss him. Because a guy like that is key in the in the playoffs. Because in the playoffs, you you just don't want to you swing for the fence. You you keep doing what you you've done. But if you swing for the fence and you miss, it can cost the team the, the you know your, your the whole series because it's win or go home. It's not uh, miss and then hey we'll come back tomorrow. Tomorrow might not be promised to you. So you have to have those really good at bats, battle at the plate get the hit when the runner's on third base, at least hit the ball to where you can get the run in because every run is like 10 runs in the postseason. And Arias' um, uh, plate presence, the battle he has at the plate, the contact that he makes is very valuable for playoff. You know what, pecking order-wise, like where would he rank? Like if you had to take guys out of the lineup and you're like, oh, no, they are screwed, would Arias be like top four, top five at this point? Well, at this point in the postseason, he's somebody I want on my roster. Whether he, whether he starts or not, he's a guy that in the ninth inning, you know, you, you need a guy to get this, this base hit. You need a guy to battle at the plate or lead off the inning or or, or just, you know, make good contact with a runner on, on second and third. He's a guy I want at the plate. 
in the postseason. So just to have them on the roster would be great. But if they don't, these guys know how to play, man. They got a different mentality. They've won throughout the season, and the, the key is to kind of keep that thing going. This is really their first time in the postseason. They made it two years ago. It was, it was one game, right? It was one game, yeah. It was one game, but this is the real deal, and, and it's totally different than the season. You cannot approach the postseason like you would during the season. It just it can't happen. you got to change your mindset. And it's totally different. I mean, you know this. One of the storylines this week is the losing streak, right? I mean, you were part of some of those losses, right? The the 10-game playoff losing streak to the Yankees, the 13-game playoff losing streak overall. But I guess my comeback to that is these guys have nothing to do with, for example, your team in 2004, right? So, I mean, to me, that storyline is, is overblown. Yeah, it's definitely overblown. I mean, they say we got to go off history, but – this is this is a new history. Think about the mindsets of of uh, of us players, you know, way back then when we played the Yankees, who who had the the biggest payroll in all of baseball, probably all of sports. And uh, and then you talk about they're playing a team with the cheapest payroll, maybe in all of sports. And we have to go out there and uh, and try to compete with those guys, with Bernie Williams, with Roger Clemens, Derek Cheater, and all these guys, Paul O'Neill. You got all these guys who are veterans and, and been around the game. We have the minimum wage has to fight, you know, the one percent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, Tori. What and is? So, yeah, we'll uh, keep going. Yeah, keep going there if you want on that. No, so I, I definitely think the history is not really the history. That's his story. That's my story. That's not their story. They're 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 changing their history, and these guys are hitting for power. You know, they led the major leagues with 307 home runs and, and broke a, a record. Uh, these guys, you know, they're top five, top ten in almost every category in baseball. And uh, so I definitely think these guys have shifted their mindset. It started with Derek and Thad. Then you bring in Rocco Baldelli and then a guy named Nelson Cruz to bring him in the clubhouse to change some those way of thinking, change all these guys' way of, ways of thinking with battle at the plate with power. And I love the philosophy they have right now because that's the one I had in my head for a long time and, and just people couldn't understand it. They say, I struck out too much because I was trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> you did plenty of killing of the baseball too, Tori. If I told you, Tori, if I told you during spring training, so they're in Fort Myers sometime in March, if I told you that this team would hit 307 home runs this year, what the heck would you have told me? Uh, I would have said No. <laughs> I would have said, no, they wouldn't have hit 300 home runs. I knew they could. They had potential to hit some home runs, but I never thought they had the potential to lead all of Major League Baseball and break a Major League Baseball record. Nobody could have predicted that, and I've never read it. I've never heard it, um, and I only heard people really talking about it after two months of the season. So they had to put in the work to even get credibility of, of getting it done. You brought up the name Nelson Cruz. How much respect do you have for him? I mean, you did it, Tori, late into your 30s. How much respect do you have for Nelson performing at such a high level at 39 years old? Man, you know what? This guy's 39. He has 41 home runs. I mean, he's always been a power guy. But to stay consistent at a, a later age, one thing I did was take care of my body. I got my massages. I uh, uh, ate right. I had a chef. I, I count my calories. I, I, I warmed up before I had to be warmed up. I stretched before I had to stretch. But I watch him. He does the same thing. 
He takes care of his body. He has a guy who gives him a, a, a person that gives him massages and and uh, uh, and he eats right. You can tell he keeps his body tight. And um, that's how you sustain yourself. And that's why he's able to sustain, sustain his power and still hit 40 home runs because he really takes care of his body. I think he has a strong mindset. He's a great presence in the clubhouse. And uh, I think he's shifted some mindsets in that clubhouse. And, and I, I, we, we really appreciate him. You have experience of playing playoff games in the Bronx, albeit old Yankee Stadium. But what is that stage like, playing a playoff game at Yankee Stadium? Well, you know, I played the Yankees again when I was with the other teams as well, with the Angels. We played them at the new stadium. Oh, that's right, well, yeah. 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 So I played it. I went to the postseason a couple times after that, two, four times after that as well. Um, and, and we played the Yankees, and, you know, in that stadium, it's actually – it's pretty crazy. They, the Yankee fans are screaming. They have the greatest chants in the world. Um, they're all over you. They know your stats. They know your mom's name, your, your sister's name, and your cousin, your third cousin's name. It's amazing all the, the information they pick up uh, trying, to, trying to change, you know, to, to get you off your game and distract you. Uh, so playing in there, just the atmosphere, the aura, if you can get over that and just play the game, then I think you got a really good chance of, uh, not listen to the distraction. How hard is it, though, to overcome all that, especially from a pitching standpoint, when thinking about guys like Tyler Duffy, Trevor May, some other guys that have never been on that stage? How hard is that? I mean, it's it's tough. It depends on your, your mental strength. I think uh, these guys are strong individuals. Um, for them to sustain themselves this whole season, you know, after all the media talk and, you know, of uh, – of, trying to break these Major League Baseball records and all the recognition they got for this season. I think these guys are strong enough to get it done. I know a lot of guys have never been to the postseason, but you got guys like Gonzalez who won the World Series. You got Nelson Cruz who've been to the World Series and been to the postseason. These guys are a great presence in the clubhouse because they've been through the grind. They understand what it takes, and this is when you lean on those guys who've been there, Romo has been there and won and pitched in big situations. You have to go and, and extract the information from those guys, that understanding, that wisdom, and that knowledge from those guys so you can know how to prepare yourself for it. But it, it's tough, even though you know it, it's still tough when, you, you know, when you're going through it. It's totally different. So I, I definitely think they need to get that wisdom and understanding first from those guys. I love Sergio Romo, by the way. Are you a big Sergio Romo fan? Oh, yeah, man. He has crazy amounts of energy. He loves to, to, to have a conversation with you. He's, he's very entertaining. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, but with his, his slaughter, you know it's coming. And you still can't hit it? Well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, so, yeah, you reminded me that you played in the postseason with the Angels. Tori, is it bad? Is it is it stupid of me just to, for some reason, you should have never left the Twins to begin with. So, for whatever reason, your time in Detroit, your time in Anaheim, I've, just, I've chosen to forget those years. <laughs> A lot of people chose to forget those years. So, somebody came to me here at, at the restaurant, and it's like, wow, you hit 221 home runs or something like that with the with the twins, I said, no, I hit 353 home runs. <laughs> <laughs> and, and people forget about that. They actually forget about it because they, everybody says, oh, twins, twins, twins. But I, I'm, I'm still me as an individual. I put up some great numbers in the game, um, and, and, and I'm, I'm happy with that. But 
uh, I, I felt like I should have never left the Twins. I always wanted to be with the Twins and and uh, and stay there. It's just you know the business side of baseball um, um, kind of presents something totally different. And uh, so I, you know, for me, if I if it was up to me, I definitely would have been a Twin my whole career. And uh, uh, but just going out into with the Angels and the Tigers, I learned different philosophies. I learned different ways of you know from different managers. Uh, and I think that that's what made me a better player because I was able to get different ways and never stuck in one way. What comes to mind when I bring up the Yankees? How much have you seen of the Yankees this year? You know what? They're, they're not the Yankees of old, but I think they're a well, all, they're all around baseball player. They play defense. They, they hit for power. They have a lot more fun. You got Aaron Boone, who's a fun guy, you know, who has a lot of energy and love and, and play the game and understand the game. I think their defenses went up another level. Back in the past, it was all offense. That defense suffered a little bit. Uh, so I, I definitely think that these guys are well-rounded. Uh, they have some injuries, but they still have a pretty decent bullpen. The starting pitching is pretty good. Veteran guys have been around, been in the postseason a couple times. And, uh, but they got some young guys that are pretty good. I think we match up really well with those guys. Uh, you know, it's going to boil down not the skills. It's going to be it's going to boil down to the attitude of who wants it more, and uh, and that's that's all. Who wins the series? Who loses the series? Or who loses the series? Yeah. Oh yeah, Yankees for sure. <laughs> what you mean? My team is going to win, man. Well, I mean, I need to put you on the spot. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe you'd surprise me and say the Yankees win the series. I don't know. Man, even if the Yankees would. They had a chance to win. I would say the Twins. <laughs> I mean, I guess you still are technically. You still are a special assistant for the Twins, right? Yeah, I'm a special assistant with the Twins. And forget that. If I wasn't a special assistant with the Twins, I'm still gonna believe in my boys, no matter what. what. I love the Twins. That's my home. That's my family. I grew up from a 17 year old boy to a 40 year old man in that organization. So. I'm, I'm all in, and I believe in those boys, and I believe they can get it done. Are you coming up for either of the games next week? I will be there Saturday, Saturday night, and um, and I'll be there till Wednesday. Very so nice. I'll, I'll, I'll be there for the uh, the opening game at home, and then uh, and just hang out for a while, and then come back the next week when we we uh, get on to the ALCS. <laughs> I like it. So you know your role as a special assistant. I mean. Did the front office lean on you in any regard to help the team prepare for the postseason? Uh, not, not yet, not yet. Uh, it's, it's totally up to me. It, it's not really up to those guys. That's why I'm gonna come in um, a day early just to kind of hang with those guys and talk to them before the game on on uh, Monday. Uh, and you know, if they want to ask the question, sometimes you just can't go and force those things on people. Some people run away from. You, so you just kind of walk around and make yourself available. And when someone comes up to you and says, hey, what do you do when you get in the postseason? What do you think about? Then, hey, it's, it's for me to give that that information out because I've been there. I've failed at it and I've succeeded at it. So that makes me uh, more credible uh, for the postseason. Been there eight times, man. Yeah, oh, eight I know. Times. Yeah. I mean, does it still pain you, though, that, that you don't have the uh, the ring? Uh yeah, I mean it, it pains. I definitely wanted a ring. That's that's all I played for. That was the vision every year, uh, every day of my career was was to, the division was to win a World Series, 
uh, fell short a couple times, but it's all predicated on, you know, sometimes luck uh, and how good your, your pitching staff is. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, the, the one year we, as another team, it was with the Tigers, you have Verlander, Scherzer, Annabelle Sanchez, Rick Porcello. That's the year I said that, oh, we're about to get it done. And, and uh, one pitch, David Ortiz changed everything. You know what, though? I thought, yeah, yeah, you're right. But I actually thought 2006, am I nuts? I thought that team could have made a serious run. We we could have. We could have definitely. With uh, Johan Santana and uh, uh, um, uh, Lariano, but Lariano got hurt. Mm-hmm. So but, we didn't have Lariano, who was striking out everybody. Everybody. I mean, he was, he was, and then we lost him. I almost cried. Remember that run you guys went on, though? You guys finished that year seventy-one and thirty-three. Then you met who? I guess you met the the Oakland A's right in the playoffs, and you know yeah. they 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 swept you, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. They 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 had Dan Heron, a couple pitchers, and they was. They, yeah, they did. They swept us, man. It just didn't work out for us at all. Uh, but we 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 fought that year. Uh, I came back from a broken ankle from two thousand five. And, and play with that for a month and a half and, and got strong in July, you know, you know, individually hit 31 home runs. And I am Morneau got MVP, I think. I think yeah. So six. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mauer in 09, yeah. Morneau in 06. Yeah. 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 And he, he banged. I mean, Mauer did had a great season as well, but he banged. And uh, so we had a great hit squad, but I, I just, I, I don't know if the pitching was, where we needed to be in the bullpen. I don't know about the starting pitching was pretty good, but the bullpen, we just didn't have it to match up. Well, I mean, this team has the bullpen. I guess the questions are the starting rotation. I mean, you have Burrios for a game. You have Odorizzi for a game. Then who? I mean, I don't know, Tori, at this point, if if Kyle Gibson can start a game. Oh, man. You know what? I definitely think these guys have, throughout the season, they've, they've gotten it done. I think the defense is really good for the Twins. I, I really like our defense. You know, if Buxton was out there, it makes the defense even better. But it's still the, the people we have out there, they're pretty good. So that can offset a lot of that because we have such up uh, 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 with Polanco and we got good second base. We got good third base, you know, with the Sano playing the, the ball he's been playing, making those plays over there. I think we got a great defensive team that can offset a lot of the pitching woes that we, we think we have in the starting position. But if you get Barrios, who, who I, I think is going to dig deep and, and have a hell of a game on, on Friday, and then is he is he starting on Friday? I need well, to I mean, technically they have not announced that, although Barrios has said publicly that he thinks he's starting game one. He made his last start over the weekend, Tory on six days rest. If he starts mm-hmm. Friday, that's on six days rest. So – Connecting some logical dots, I guess. At this point, it looks like it's going to be Barrios, but they have not officially announced that. Yeah, so I definitely think it's, it's Barrios. And Barrios, if you knew his heart or what, how deep he digs to get something out of him, I think if anybody can get the job done and put them in a position to win, it's going to be Barrios. Odorizzi, he's wise. He's been around. He's done this before. Um, and he's, he knows how to pitch. And he has late life on his ball that I think fools a lot of people. So I think he's going to get it done. After that, somebody has to step up, dig deep, and get it done as well. And I think in the postseason, you should have something in in the tank uh, at the end of this season 
to dig deep to get it done. I think uh, a couple guys can do that. I'll let you go after two more. Have you been in touch with Byron since his surgery? I mean, I guess, how is he doing? I guess, you know, what? even piggybacking off that, what about Aaron Hicks? I mean, Aaron Hicks is out for the Yankees. Do you still maintain a relationship, a, a friendship with Aaron? Oh, yeah. So Aaron Hicks, is, that's my boy. He, actually, I always call him for tickets. <laughs> and he said, you never call me for anything else. I call him for tickets. But when he's here, you know, Aaron, you know, will, will come around. We, we actually talk on the phone. We text each other. We're still in, in contact. He has, he has a lot of emojis and, and funny stuff he loves to send me, you know, and I tell him that's not funny. But he's <laughs> he's definitely a good friend of mine, man. I love him. Um, you know, he's, he's uh, helped me play golf, and I help him to, to try to be the man he needs to be in life. And uh, so if he if he's always returned a favor about making me a better golf player. Now I think I broke 90, so I'm good. Congratulations. Then what about Buxton? Are you are you still in touch with Byron pretty regularly? I haven't talked to Buxton in a while. Um uh I just been, you know, like I said, been pretty busy doing a lot of a lot of different things and I haven't talked to Buxton in, in maybe a couple weeks. Uh hadn't really gauged the temperature of how he's how he's feeling. Um uh, you asking that question makes me want to give him a call right after this. Well, perfect. Well, I'll let you give him a call here in 1 minute. I'll leave you with this. There's a bunch of managerial openings. I know you love doing the restaurant thing. You're enjoying life right now. But, you know, if somebody calls you, are you willing to listen? Would you like to interview for one of these managerial jobs? Well, first of all, loving the restaurant business, it was all accident. Me loving it, that's not what I say I would do. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, you know, I do a lot of real estate and commercial properties. That's what I really love. But, um but the managerial job, it's just got to be the perfect situation. Uh, I, will, I won't just go manage any team because I don't know their core values, their philosophies, what they're, you know, what they're trying to accomplish. So you just can't say, yeah, I'll take a job. I don't have to, you know. But I, I, I really would love to give a lot back. So the, the situation has to be perfect for me, you know, and not perfect for the team. Well, I hope one day. Maybe it's five years from now, Tori, but I'd love to see you in a major league dugout managing. But, I mean, you know what? Um, I'd love to see that as well. So we'll see what happens. Twin special assistant Tori Hunter. He'll be here on Sunday and Monday if guys want to pick his brain. I'm not quite sure I agree with him on the infield defense. The infield defense worries me. Not so much scope, especially if scope is in for a rise. Polanco, fine, hit and miss, but doesn't really necessarily bother me. But Sano at the hot corner. I do worry about that, but the bat has played incredibly well this year. Twins and Yankees, game one on Friday at 6 o'clock, game two on Saturday at 4 o'clock. A reminder, Twins wrap right after each game on Score North, 1500 a.m. in the Twin Cities, scorenorth.com. Have the Score North mobile app. You can listen that way as well. We will take your calls immediately after each game. I'm helping host the postgame show on Friday and Saturday after games one and two, but the plan is on Score North, all sorts of Twins postseason coverage we're at the 41 minute mark i was going to track down a yankees beat writer friend of mine but i think we're good here i don't think i need to do a 60 or 70 minute podcast so let's put a wrap on this podcast here at the 41 42 minute mark jim tomey tory hunter fun conversations this does it for scoop podcast episode 259 to be your best every day you need proven quality sleep every night Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. 
And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.